Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and I am your host who will be reading today. Uh, Jeremiah is off uh, for the rest of the week, so I'm here by myself. Uh, he, I think I mentioned yesterday that uh, his wife was having surgery today, so he's uh, taking care of her. So uh, if you think about it, just uh, lift him and his wife up in prayer. Um, and I haven't heard from them, so I'm assuming she's okay. So anyway, uh, so welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching this on the new YouTube channel, um, uh, you're looking at all of this, <laughs> which is not much. Anyway, um, so uh, we're coming up on uh, the Christmas season. And, um, I, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. And uh, we had our, the high school had their Christmas program last night. And it just occurred to me how diluted the message has gotten. You know, everybody is all about buying presents and putting up lights and decorating. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty. Uh, I, I love buying presents for my family. It's one of my, my things, my whatever love gifts. I love to give gifts. So, um, but at the same time, you're, you're muddying up the whole message. And I keep seeing that little baby, that little tiny baby who was born so humble and, uh, to save us, you know, that song, Mary, did you know, uh, you know, she, she had no idea, you know, I mean, she had an idea kind of, but not really the whole picture. And uh, so here she is raising this tiny, teeny baby, you know, and humans, when we as humans uh, have our babies and, you know, I remember the first time looking at my first son, Joshua, and I just thought, you know, what is he going to do? What is, what, what is his thing going to be? What, 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 what contribution to this world is he going to have? You know, and you, you know, of course, all your everybody's like, oh, is he going to be president of the United States? You know, yeah, everybody thinks that. Don't say you didn't because you did. You know, everybody thinks these things are their, their kids. But here is this tiny little baby in the manger with the wise men and the sheep and the shepherds. And I just think this little tiny baby was meant for greatness. And he was great. He is great. He will continue to be great for eternity. And uh, so I just, I, I just, I'm just so in awe of our God that he is so wonderful and he was so loving that he had one child, one son, and he sent him here to this earth to be our savior, to wash us of all this, the sins. It was his spotless blood, his sinless blood that covers us all of our sins. And that is a huge message that um, I just, I'm, I'm afraid that's being missed. And so, uh, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be condescending. I hope that's not coming off like that. I'm really just in complete and utter awe of our God and of what he has done. And I just wish everybody would get that message. I wish everybody would understand it. Everybody that I love, everybody I care for, everybody I've come in contact with, I, I just hope and pray that they get that message. And anybody who showed up for that Christmas concert last night, I hope that they they saw that message. Um, so anyway, just
just wanted to throw that out there for you. Just a little by note. I'm sorry, I just spent four minutes talking about it. But you know what? I'm talking about Jesus. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. Um, so anyway, uh, so here we are uh, in Luke. And uh, we are in episode uh, 10.4, uh, chapter 5. And um, before we dive in, I, I did pre-read it. So uh, it's nothing we haven't really read before in, I think, Matthew. <clears throat> so, uh, and here I am clearing my throat again. <clears throat> Excuse me. So sorry. So uh, before we begin, we will open up in prayer just like we always do and uh, bless this time. So let's pray. <clears throat> holy, holy, holy God, Heavenly Father, we are so in awe of you and so thankful that you loved us so much that you sent your only son, Jesus, to die on a cross for us. That little tiny baby was brought to this earth just for us. And I pray that anybody out there listening to this message will be learning this from what we're, what we're reading, from what we're understanding. Um, but we are so thankful that he came to this earth, died on that cross, and forgave us of all of our sins. His blood washes our sins away completely just because we believe in you. So Lord, I just pray blessings over this moment in time. I pray that you empty us out of anything that could be of this earth and just help us to dive in and be with you in your word and understanding exactly what it is that you want us to understand in this moment. Reveal to us your message. Bless those that are out there listening to this message um, and watch over them during this Christmas season um, and help them to focus on, for coining a phrase, re the reason for the season is Jesus. You know, Jesus is the reason. So Lord, I just ask you to bless this time, bless this moment, and bless those listeners uh, and their families uh, in, in Jesus' name. And uh, Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right. So uh, we are going to dive into chapter 5, episode 10.4. Let me get my readers here. All right. So we're going to read about the first disciples. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the, Galilee, of the Sea of Galilee, Great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to, put it, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. <clears throat> when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper, and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, O oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. 
for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything, everything and followed Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus heals a man with leprosy. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But despite, but despite Jesus's instructions, the report of his power spread even faster and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. <clears throat> Jesus heals a paralyzed man. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem, and the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, what does he think he is? Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive his sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home, praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen amazing things today. Jesus calls Levi Matthew. Later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my, and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Later, Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' Jesus's disciples. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? Jesus answered them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. 
a discussion about fasting. One day, some people said to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples fast and pray regularly, and so do the, the disciples of the Pharisees. Why are your disciples always eating and drinking? Jesus responded, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment, for then the new garment would be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins, but no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so let's go back to the first disciples. Um, I didn't really underline anything until eight. Um, uh, you know, we, we read about how, uh, you know, Jesus was in the boat and they went out and um, he says, cast your nets and they get all these fish. And then this is when Simon Peter <clears throat> realized what had happened. He, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh, Lord, please forgive me. I'm such a sinful man. Today, what pinged on me, and I put a little star next to that. This was the first sinner's prayer uh, to me. He's saying, oh, Lord, please forgive me. I'm such a sinner. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not worthy to be with you and for you to be near me. This to me is like, he's realizing he's a sinner and he's asking for forgiveness. This is the first sinner's prayer. I find that kind of cool. I don't know if anybody else thinks that or not, but I do. Um, and the others, uh, were also, uh, amazed. And that was John and James, the sons of Zebedee. And Jesus, of course, says, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. You're going to be, you're going to be spreading the word and you're going to be my disciples and you're going to be out there, you know, fishing for people, bringing the people into this kingdom. And they left everything and followed Jesus. They dropped everything. Their business, excuse me, their families, they literally just dropped everything and went. So, you know, that just indicates to me that you know, what an example of what we're supposed to be doing, you know, uh, and how hard is that? You know, I mean, I, I kind of like my home. I like my lifestyle, you know, so it's kind of hard to, you know, it's, it's, it's a very fine line of uh, being obedient to what God wants you to do and listening to what he has for you to do in this world. And then Jesus heals with a man with leprosy. Uh, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy, which I think means, you know, like stuff has fallen off is what I understand leprosy was. And so uh, when the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. He says, Lord, if, it, if you are willing, if it's your will for me to be healed, then uh, please make it make me clean. You know, how many times have you heard people saying, you know, Lord willing, you know, it's the Lord's will. This is it. This is what he's he's saying in this moment. If, if it's God's will, then it will be done. So, 
many times, and not all the time because I'm not perfect, but many times I will pray, you know, Lord, if it's your will, whatever the, the, that is, you know, if it, Lord, if it's your will for this person to be healed, please, you know, heal him. I, you know, we don't know what God's will is, you know, I'm not privy to that. So I don't think anybody is. So, and if anybody is saying that they're privy to that information, don't listen to them because they're false prophets. <clears throat> that's another, um, that's another day. <laughs> um, so Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared, all of it, even the stuff that was falling off, you know. Uh, then Jesus instructed him not to tell anybody what had happened, go directly to the priest and get examined and do the, the you know, do what the, the Pharisees want you to do according to what Moses' law says, what the old um, covenant was and the old rules. Uh, but despite his instructions, uh, he didn't. He went out and he spread the word. And uh, because of that, there were more people who came to Jesus. But then uh, I thought this was kind of an interesting little note. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. He had to, you know, he had to get away. You know, here, you know, you have to have a little bit of time by yourself. Um, and obviously Jesus was not afraid to be alone. <clears throat> And then Jesus heals a paralyzed man. Uh, of course, here are the Pharisees of religious law. They're sitting nearby. And I found it interesting that in parentheses, he says, it seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. It's like, oh, how convenient that they just happened to show up, you know, that they just seemed to be there. Um, and the Lord's healing power was very strong, was uh, strongly with Jesus. Um, and so then he see, they, they bring the paralyzed man in from the roof and seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. He's not going to heal him at this moment, but he is forgiving him of his sins. And of course the Pharisees are, you know, that's blasphemy. You, you know, only God can forgive their, you know, the sins, not knowing that he's this, you know, son of God. Um, and he knows what's in their heart. And is it easier to just forgive somebody? Uh, than to heal them of, you know, being paralyzed or leprosy or blindness. And so in order to, you know, prove to them, I'm the son of God, of man, I'm the son of God. Jesus turned the paralyzed to the paralyzed man and says, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And immediately, again, I keep reiterating this immediately. It's not tomorrow. Like in that moment, he picks up his mat and goes home praising God. You know, he's given God all the glory, and we always should remember to do that. Um, even in the bad times, we should be praising God because, you know, for whatever reason we're going through something, you still praise him because there's a reason for it. There's a reason that you have to go through this to get to that. I don't know what it is, but I'm just saying that's just something that I've always believed. You have to go through some stuff to get to the, you know, go around the corner to get to the store. Um, and everyone was gripped with uh, wonder and awe and exclaimed, we have seen amazing things today. And then he's calling Levi, uh, the tax collector, he calls him Matthew. So we now know where Matthew comes from, which we already knew that from reading Matthew. Later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. And he says, follow me and be my disciple. So Levi, again, immediately got up, left everything, and followed him, followed Jesus. 
Okay, as a tax collector, I'm pretty sure he was sitting pretty. He was, you know, in uh, in the Romans' eyes, he was uh, found favor. And so I'm sure that he was getting a little bit of kickback from whatever he was collecting the taxes from. So I'm sure he was living a very comfortable life. Later, Le uh, Levi held a banquet. I mean, who could afford a banquet? Um, many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. And then the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly, why do you eat and drink with such scum? And of course, Jesus says, you know, healthy people <clears throat> don't need a doctor. They don't need a physician. It's the sick people who need help. So I'm coming to save the sick people. Uh, I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, and he's pointing fingers at the Pharisees, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent, which goes back to Simon, who falls on his knees and says, you know, oh Lord, please, please leave because I'm a sinner. So, you know, he's pointing towards those people that know that they're sinners and need help, not the Pharisees who, you know, think they are so righteous in God's eyes. And then a discussion about fasting, uh, they're, you know, they're, the people are asking, you know, John, just, John the Baptist's disciples are fasting and praying regularly, so do the Pharisees' disciples. And Jesus responds, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? And he's talking about himself. He's the groom. And we are the, the bride, right? But some, uh, someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Then Jesus gives them the illustration about, you know, putting a new, uh, taking a piece of cloth from a new, a new garment and using it on an old garment, and that's going to just tear and ruin and not match, or taking the uh, new wine and putting it into old skins. Of course, the old skins are not strong enough to uh, carry the old, the new wine. And so... What he says, uh, new wine must be stored in new wine skins, but no one who drinks the old wine, no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. And I, again, I believe he's pointing at <clears throat> the Pharisees. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he's talking about the um, old ways, the old laws, the old covenant. He's the new covenant, and they don't want to have anything to do with the new covenant. So, uh, and, you know, he's pointing at them saying, you know, wake up. I'm, I'm the new covenant. I'm, I'm going to be moving you into a new, uh, a new season, basically. And they don't want to have anything to do with that. They want to stick with the old. You know, it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's the way they're feeling about this. So, and sometimes that rule works, but sometimes it doesn't. And in this case, it does not work. The old ways do not work. You got to go with Jesus. So that's it for today. A lot of good stuff, I thought, uh, as always. And um, I just, uh, I'm so thankful and blessed by learning something. You know, I got a couple of new nuggets today out of, out of this. So hopefully you did too. Um, we pray about it every day. You know, Lord, give us a new word. Give us a new message. So, um, so going back to how uh, Peter, Simon Peter, uh, fell on his face or, you know, fell down in front of Jesus, you know, exclaims he's a sinner. Going back to the very first sinner's prayer, I'm going to lead you in the prayer that I've been leading you in. 
and I will always lead you in to give you that opportunity uh, for anybody out there who hasn't uh, made Jesus Lord of their life I uh, will say it with you and anybody who is already um, uh, uh, a believer a follower of Christ uh, I encourage you to say it again just to kind of just restate it you know just to Get it back in your heart. You know, if you haven't said it in a while, just uh, saying it again, just like Simon Peter. So <clears throat> let's pray. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please, please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the family of Jesus. Uh, you are now brother or sister in Christ. And so if you did say that prayer, um, I encourage you to tell somebody who is also a believer um, maybe they've been praying for you uh, for a long time. Who knows? Uh, and if that's the case, they probably want to know that you, you know, finally said the, the sinner's prayer. I mean, I've got people I've been praying for for a long time. And, uh, you know, you just only hope and pray that they will accept Jesus because you want to see them in heaven later on, you know. And sometimes that doesn't resonate well with people that they don't like to hear that. Um, but that's, I'm just reading from the Bible and saying, this is what God's telling us. You got to believe in Jesus, you know, and some people think that's, uh, you know, exclusive and that we are, you know, we think that we're perfect or whatever it is. They think that we're exclusive. This is not an exclusive club. God wants everybody in the club and he wants everybody to go to heaven, you know, so uh, it is what it is. I encourage you to get to a church and to find a pastor who can navigate you through whatever questions you have. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you want to uh, post. I'm still trying to figure out. I see that there are posts being made uh, in different places, probably Facebook. And I'm trying to figure out how to read the post so I can make a comment about it. So please forgive me for my lack of technical uh, know-how. Uh, I am really trying to figure it out and um, the fact that uh, Jeremiah and I are in two different states makes it a little more challenging but you know what uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and God will bless it and uh, hopefully and um, it, it'll all work out so uh, but I'm sorry that that was the case uh, here that um, uh, that it anyway I'm just sorry that uh, I, I I'm not answering, so please don't feel like I'm ignoring you because I'm not. I'm not ignoring. So, uh, and I just add a uh, just to add a note again. This is the Bible that we've been using. It's the Daily Walk Bible. You can get it anywhere, any bookstore. Uh, New Living Translation, um, and uh, just so that you are on the same page with us, knowing exactly what we're reading. So, uh, with that said. Um, I think that's it for today. I think I've dragged on for almost 30 minutes. I'm so sorry. So uh, thank you again for joining me. I am so just in awe that whoever's out there listening and reading that you are sticking with it. 
Um, and uh, I just pray that uh, you have a wonderful morning, noon, night, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. And uh, have a blessed day. And I will see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.